You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's today's most interesting thing in tech from Nicholas Thompson, Editor-in-Chief of Wired. The most interesting thing in tech, a story in Facebook about the company's efforts to combat disinformation right before and right after the election. My hypothesis, as I've stated many times here and elsewhere, is that the fundamental problem at Facebook is they need to change the factors that control the newsfeed algorithm. It's not a question of swatting down particular posts or banning particular people or coming up with a particular policy in particular words. It's about fundamentally changing the incentives and way the newsfeed algorithm works. Well, it turns out that there are a whole bunch of Facebook engineers who are working on just this project, not surprisingly. And it turns out that they came up with a whole bunch of solutions that could help slow the spread misinformation, disinformation, false news prior to the election and after the election. One of the changes which was implemented was to massively increase the weight of a factor called news ecosystem quality. It's basically a metric that applies a weight to particular sources, elevating some and reducing others based on Facebook's understanding of the quality of the news they contribute. So I would hope, for example, that Wired score would be high here. I would hope that some of the sites that have come up more quickly, spread a lot of lies, I would hope that would be low. So Facebook did implement this, and it did change the whole nature of newsfeed prior to the election. There was much more truthful information and much less false information. So now the question is, will Facebook go back? Will they shift it back? Will they undo this change? And there's a fight inside of Facebook as detailed in the New York Times about this. Now, there are critics who say, what on earth? If Facebook is relying on this metric, if Facebook is putting more weight on this metric, it's just going to help the incumbents, the old liberal newspapers. And that is a legit critique. In fact, it is not surprising that the New York Times would publish a story that would sort of implicitly favor this metric. On the other hand, there is nothing about this metric that says it has to be the old established media. Facebook determines news ecosystem quality not just based on some precept of who they like or arbitrarily. Presumably, it is based on a whole bunch of other factors. And if I were to start a new website that published news tomorrow and was consistently truthful and didn't trigger a whole bunch of error messages, ideally, it would get a high score too. So my hope is that there is a holistic analysis that goes into this ranking and that it is a fair way of measuring news ecosystem quality. And I would hope Facebook continue. All right. So that was one. 
There are two other changes. Another change is that Facebook engineers ran a survey asking for people to note posts that are bad for the world, literally bad for the world. Then they ran, created a machine learning algorithm that would identify posts that were likely to be classified as bad for the world. Very smart. That is a really good thing. If I were a product manager at Facebook, that is exactly what I would do. So then they tested. And it turns out that actually, if you get rid of the posts that are bad for the world, you reduce engagement. Well, now you got a problem. So what do you do when your Facebook change maybe is good for the world, but bad for your company? And let's just say people at Facebook have different views on that. Maybe you change it a little bit so that you don't reduce engagement. My sense overall is that over time, if Facebook was better for the world, it would be better for Facebook's business model as well. The third algorithmic factor was something called hate bait. What about something that is not hate speech in itself, but that triggers a lot of hateful comments? Should you reduce the spread of that? Should you have fewer of those on Facebook? Facebook made the decision to limit that restriction to groups, not to regular posts. So really it's a story about Facebook figuring out how to solve its problems, Facebook being reluctant to do so, and there being something of an internal conflict at Facebook over what to do next. It's the most interesting thing in tech. I'll see you tomorrow. Get more great stories from Wired in our daily newsletter. Sign up at wired.com daily. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.